eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. We are less than one week away. Did you hear what I just said? Less than one week away from actual baseball actually be paying oh my god actually being played i cannot believe it welcome to big time baseball on odyssey sports i'm your host cody decker former professional baseball player turned professional smart ass on the radio and normally i would be introducing one of my co-hosts which is either the great john Heyman or the incomparable tony gwynn jr but i don't have either of them this week in fact we're doing something a little different this week because earlier this week major league baseball announced a new tournament style game called home run derby x and i have read the rules about a dozen times it seems interesting so i got someone on here to talk about it former major leaguer superstar all-around greatest guy you have ever met in your life yankee great and uh, actually let me take that back According to Home Run Derby X, Yankee legend <laughs> Nick Swisher joining me this week. Let's Swish, go. What's up, brother? Let's go, bro. <laughs> I will do the show every day if that's the intro I get, bro. Oh, man. Well, oh, dude, it, you're not just the, up. I'm ready you're to not go. an ex-Yankee, dude. You are a Yankee legend. It's on. It's in paper in writing now. You can't change that. They can't no. take that away from you. N- never in a million years that ever think legend would be next to my name, bro. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the word Yankee next to it. Especially oh, oh, knowing bro. you. <laughs> oh, hey, I'll take it, though, bro. I'll take it. Hey, I've, I've always thought about this. You know, May, yeah, I always thought, you know, Mantle, Gehrig, Swisher. <laughs> I mean, All on the same person. Right? Yeah, it, it goes together perfectly. It's like peanut butter and jelly. It's like we always drew it up this way. Exactly. So tell me about it, Swish. You know, right now, you just got picked to be the legend for the Yankees in this tournament, bracket-style tournament. And going over the rules, it's interesting. It's uh, It looks like you got yourself a team. Yep. Teams will receive one point for every home run. And apparently there's going to be targets out there. I guess they get a target uh, every time they hit a target. But there's also going to be defenders out there. So your opposing team can make some sweet plays and get points back. But here's the thing that I am, one, confused on. 
but two really intrigued about the raised platforms. There's apparently a raised platform that you're hitting off of at home plate and the pitcher's throwing on another raised platform. Is this a raised platform as in 1990s American Gladiators, everybody's out for the joust and you guys like, if you fall, there's a significant penalty? Yeah, there's like crocodiles underneath you or something. (laughs) Is it the pit from Mortal Kombat? Yeah, no doubt. No, listen, bro, I I think this thing, I mean, on paper, it looks epic, right? In my mind. It's like such a great way to grow the game to make it a little more interesting, to make it a little more exciting. And hopefully, listen, Cody, if this thing goes, if this thing goes well, could you imagine having actual big league outfielders in the outfield tracking down fly balls in the home run derby? I mean, I think there are some things that, you know, we are going to be doing in this home run derby X that could for sure be brought back into the normal home run derby. I think it's just all a matter of, of how it plays, how it works itself out. But bro, listen, Anytime you're on a platform, you got to feel pretty good about yourself, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be pretty – I'm excited for it. And here's the thing. I know I've made a lot of jokes about it because I can, and that's what I do. But I will say this. I'm a big fan of Major League Baseball trying anything new. I'm a big fan. So I'm actually kind of fired up to see what they do with this. Not to mention, there are some pretty cool names in this. You, Nick Swisher. You got Adrian Gonzalez representing the Dodgers. You got you got Johnny Gomes representing the uh, Red Sox. And I'm, I'm, all, I'm all on the train. I'm just looking forward to you versus Johnny Gomes, two of my favorite <laughs> guys in baseball history, just battling it out. And by the yes. way, I know, I know you got a couple of softball players. I got to tell you, I know Johnny's softball player, Paige Halstead. She rakes. So she, oh, dude, she, hey, man, she can hit that thing, dude. I've seen her, we've done that. You know, one of my softball players that I have on my team worked with a good friend of mine, Brad Marcelino. So I did a little recon, and he was like, yep, yep, she's exactly who you want on your team, bro. So I'm like, all right, you know, I feel really, really good. You know, I've got till July 9th to get myself in shape, to get myself back in baseball shape. So, you know, listen, bro, I I mean, we're all extremely competitive. Adrian Gonzalez just got done playing professional baseball in Mexico a couple months ago. So this guy's in like midseason form already. You know, Giovanni Soto, who's absolutely amazing. Johnny Gomes, who I came up with, absolutely love him to death. But also, too, if you look at those four individuals, fun guys that love the game of baseball and want to do our best to help grow the game. And I think that's what this is all about. Yeah, going to different cultures and putting our great game right in front of them, taking it to their front doorstep. I am so excited to do this. I mean, listen, I think you could definitely be one of those guys, but you could throw me in the middle of anywhere in the world and I could make friends. I just I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really, really excited. And I think that London kickoff uh, for the first Home Run Derby X, man, just the excitement, the festival, the music, the fans. I'm hoping it's absolutely electric. Listen, I know, I know that, listen, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen I've made a few, a few jokes, specifically for the Home Run Derby X added, because the X is for extreme. But, uh, <laughs> so I keep, I, I can't help but say that over and over again. But there's one thing about this tournament that I love more than any other aspect, and you actually just touched on it just now. You mentioned London. Um, I love that they're going to go to Me- uh, Mexico. I love that they're going to Korea. But those are two countries where baseball is huge. True. London, England. Baseball, not huge. Some diehard baseball fans there. But that is a market that I want Major League Baseball to go to so bad. UK, Europe, really kind of take it over. I think it could be – you want to talk about growing the game. 
just starting this in London, I think is going to be spectacular. I cannot wait to see what that could eventually grow into. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. You know, for myself, I was fortunate enough to go to London uh, a couple years ago with the Yankees when they did play the Red Sox. So I was able to see it up close and personal, how many baseball fans that we do have over there. But also too, man, listen, it's not as big over there. So we need to bring it to their front doorstep. And so I think anytime you can get people excited about something, get them intrigued about what's happening. Also, the thing that I love that you said earlier, Major League Baseball is trying something new. It's not the same old stuff we do year in and year out. We're trying to grow the game. We're trying to reach a different audience. I think we're also trying to reach a different age of audience, a little younger, a little more exciting group. And hopefully, bro, if this thing plays itself out, could you imagine what sort of cities you could go to all across the world to bring this fun festival style home run derby uh, to your hometown, man? I I think it'll be amazing. I think this is just the beginning. And hopefully for myself and the rest of the guys, you know, being part of this right off, you know, right from Jump Street, you know, hopefully we can help grow this thing and be able to travel all across the world doing this. I absolutely love it. Not to mention that when you eventually allow the Padres in, you're going to have Padres legend Cody Decker. Oh, you there. know it, bro. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Hey, hey, if you can be Yankee legend, I get to be Padre legend, man. You That's a short right, list brother. right now. You could be Kansas City legend. Who knows, bro? <laughs> <laughs> snuck in there. Congratulations, Cody. You spent one big league camp with us. You're our legend. <laughs> oh, man. Well, not only that, you mentioned uh, to get off the Home Run Derby X, but staying on the idea and topic of baseball, trying new things. And that's, by the way, that is something I'm a big believer in. I love baseball. Even when they fail, I love when baseball tries new things. I do, um, too. Yeah, it's like the rule changes. I know a lot of old school people get a little pissed off hearing about this and that. But, man, the ghost runner on second, the extra inning rules. I love the rule. I don't like it. I love it. I think it gives you immediate drama. I think it immediately implements uh, strategy right away. But on the caveat on the other side, I truly understand why fans don't like it too. Sure, sure. So it's just one of those things. I like new things being implemented and tried out to just help the game a little bit. And it's just the only things I don't like is when it's not for the reason they say. But these truly do feel like this. This 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 tournament really feels like it's trying to grow baseball. Oh yeah, big time, bro. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, I mean, we we're trying our best as a you know as a game to try and put the best product and the best game we can out there. And maybe some of the decisions we've made over the last you know five ten years haven't been the best of decisions. Well, we're trying to we're trying to make up for that, right? We're trying to bring the excitement back to the game. And like you said, the drama immediately starting the extra innings, one hit and the game's over. So I think for myself, I'm, I'm all about that too. I don't know if there's a single baseball player ever that enjoyed playing a 17-inning baseball game. Also too, I think it helps save pitchers' arms, the whole nine. Listen, there's a lot of new rules that they're trying to implement in my mind that could make the game better. I just think as a human species, we just need to try and be a little more open-minded and let this stuff play itself out to see how it really works. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, hey, looking throughout the league right now, Major League Baseball getting ready to start next week. Dude, I am fired up. I cannot wait for baseball to be back officially. Not that I'm not enjoying watching a plethora of uh, spring training games, but man, I want these games to count. I am fired up. So we're going to play a little game here with you and me, Swish. We're going to talk okay, about our top five pretenders and our top five contenders. Let's start with the contender lot. We'll just go, 
I'm just going to go with an easy one. Just simple top five, rounding out my top five of the contenders. Listen, if you look on the Vegas odds right now, you can get them at 22 to one right now, which is about as good of odds you're ever going to see on a team named the Boston Red Sox. I got them at number five. I think this is a team that's going to contend all season long in arguably the best division in Major League Baseball, the AL East. Literally, bro, I literally think that you could put four out of those five teams from the AL East as contenders. Unquestionably. In fact, my list will be a little AL East heavy. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. I mean, 100%. I mean, I guess I'm just going to keep the list going, right? You know know how I, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm going to stay in the AL East with you, and I'm going to tell you an exciting team, even though they've almost become sort of a rival for us at the Yankees. Uh, is the Toronto Blue Jays. Absolutely. on my Bro, list. they are absolutely nasty right now. I've got the chance to see them all spring training. Vlad is on fire. Don, you know, Bichette's on fire. He's doing his thing. You got Biggio, who's back. You just picked up Robbie Ray. You went out and picked out the lefty from uh, Seattle. He's coming over doing his part. So at the end of the day, man, you lose the Cy Young Award winner, right? And... You somehow find a way to get better. I'm not quite sure how that happens, but at the end of the day, for that team, they will compete year in for sure and year out. They've got one of the youngest teams in the game right now. They impact the baseball stronger than anybody else. So, I mean, listen, uh, you know me, man. I bleed pinstripes, but at the end of the day, the Toronto Blue Jays worry me a lot. You can't deny it. In fact, Vegas agrees with you. By the way, my number four on my list is the Toronto Blue Jays. They are currently sitting at plus 800 on the Vegas odds. That is, you know, I'm going to let that sit a little bit throughout the season because, quite frankly, these odds are going to shift. And I, I look at it this way. With that AL East, man, there it's. I think it's going to be four teams basically beating up on each other. So I think we're going to have a decent amount of parity. I don't think there's going to be a ton of separation. So take a look at these odds as the season goes on. But yeah, they're, they're a team that everyone agrees is going to have one hell of a year. Um, I'm going to go with another team here as a contender. And obviously, I think it's a little bit of cheating by me saying this because they are the defending World Series champions. The Atlanta Braves, man, you want to talk right. about a team... Right. That won a World Series and got better. Oh, my God. Not only did they get better after winning a World Series, they won a World Series, lost their MVP first baseman, and got better. How do you do that? This team is unreal on paper right now. Uh, They're my number three. And not only that, they're, according to Vegas, number three best odds to win the World Series at plus 900. You know, I'm really, really interested to see how the Atlanta Braves do their deal this year. Listen, you had all – listen, you were at 500 – Halfway through the season last year, I mean, I think the Braves won 88 games and somehow got themselves into the playoffs. The thing that I'm interested to see is the locker room dynamics, right? You had guys like Jock Peterson that came over and really kind of, you know, gave that locker room some life. But also, you lost your father, the face of your franchise, the guy who has been there since he's been a baby. He's been an MVP, a gold glover, an all-star year in and year out. Freddie Freeman. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how that locker room dynamics work this year. Listen, I know Matt Olson is amazing. I'll give him all the credit in the world, but he's not Freddie Freeman. He's not an Atlanta boy. He's not through and through. He's not. He was not raised by Chipper Jones, right? Chipper Jones bred <laughs> Freddie Freeman. And so at the end of the day, for me, you know how much I talk about the culture in the locker room and how much that stuff means. So at the end of the day, that is a huge X factor for me for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm sure the Braves are probably on your list as well. I mean, they got to be. 
Oh yeah, absolutely, bro. I mean, listen, for what they did last year, I mean, wow. Talk about gaining a heap of respect. Listen, I love Snit. Snitker's absolutely amazing. And for him to have the success that he's having at such a late stage of his career, could not be more proud of him, man. He has gone about it the right way his entire life, and I could not be more happy for the success he's having. Well, let's rattle oh. on for my number two. And I'm sure that our lists are going to be pretty, pretty damn close. They already are pretty much for the most part. But my yeah. t- number two is a team that I got a little higher than a few other team, uh, other people. According to Vegas, they have the fourth highest odds at plus 1,000, which is 10 to 1 right now. But I will say this. I am not only big on this team because how they look on paper. I'm big on this team because how their division also looks on paper. The Chicago White Sox. Bro, I've got them right there with you, bro. Uh, this team offensively they can go toe to toe with anybody in the world especially and i even i i can't i don't know if anyone's complaining about this aj Pollock trade because if they are they should slap themselves in the face that's the best trade i've seen all off season for to both teams it, it's just so mutually beneficial for both Agreed. teams kimbrell to la aj Pollock to, to chicago the dude, this team is unreal offensively and then if you look at their rotation lucas giolito uh, you know, spearheading that. I mean, Lance Lynn. It's just, it's name after name after name. By the way, Dallas Keuchel is their five. Yeah, exactly. And he's got to sigh young to his name. Yeah, Dallas Keuchel is your five. Like, that's how good your starting rotation is. Not to mention, they lost Ke- Craig Kimbrell. They didn't need him because they have five other Craig Kimbrels in that bullpen. They got Joe <laughs> Kelly. They got Kendall Graveman. Oh, and also they got arguably the best closer in Major League Baseball. It's just... This team not only should win their division by 15 games, I, I mean, honestly, if there is any team in the major in the American League that can possibly topple the AL East, it is the Chicago White Sox team in my mind. No doubt. I mean, and listen, and what's so funny about all of that is that you've got this swaggy, you know, young team that's powerful in the whole nine, and then you've got this older manager right you know what i'm saying like even for you know myself like miguel cairo is a a great friend of mine you know the bench coach over there and he is just like swish these guys work hard every single day they love being around each other listen abreu has been everything and more since he showed up on the south side of chicago louis roberts and center field come on bro he's absolutely fantastic i mean you got moncada i mean bro the list goes on and on the firepower they have offensively is huge. And I could not agree with you more on that trade. Listen, if you're upset about that trade, you should not be. Bringing A.J. Pollock over to Chicago is going to be absolutely tremendous. He's going to give you a dynamic player. He's versatile. He can hit anywhere in the lineup. And like you said, it works out just as good for the Dodgers. Taking Kimbrell over them to help out with the back end of the bullpen, I think it's going to absolutely work out awesome for both teams, bro. You could not be more right on that. And, man, here we go. Number one, it's cheating. We're already talking about them. It's the Dodgers. Come on. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, bro. Oh, just yeah. look at that team. It's just, I, and I know we say it every year and we pick them number one every year, but there's a reason we pick them one every year because they're the best team every year. They just right. are. It's unreal. Right. They added Freddie Freeman, for God's I mean, sake. I know. I know. But at the end of the day, it, I, you know, I was talking to Anthony Rizzo about this the other day. If you look at the last 10 World Series champions, eight out of the last 10 weren't the best teams though. Mm -hmm. Now, see, this is where I kind of slip on the Dodgers a little bit. I think there's some cracks inside that locker room a little bit. If they were that good, they'd be able to pull off a World Series in a full season. They have never been able to do that. They've only won the World Series in the shortened 
shortened COVID season. So to be at fair, the end though. of the day, for me, I think they've got a lot to prove, right? 162 games is an extremely long season. And, hey, our, our guy Doc Roberts, bro, he's feeling absolutely sexy about their squad, bro. Already telling them we're going to win the World Series, which I love. You know me, man. I'm all about putting things out in the universe. When you say it, it becomes more true. So for me, I think there are some X factors in that roster and in that locker room because at the end of the day, man, if they were that good, listen, I thought they were one of the best teams in the game last year and they weren't able to pull it off. So I think, you know, there are some things that Dodgers need to get over, but on paper, it is absolutely impossible to say that they are not the best team in the game right now. Here's why I love what you just said, because you just talked about their swag that they're kind of carrying themselves with right now. There's one thing I think the Dodgers have not carried themselves with. They have had swaggy players. You know, the Jock Petersons of the world, who Jock might be the swaggiest guy in all of Major League Bro, the guy wear, he, he wears pearls, bro. Oh, he Let's be he's, honest. He's the, coolest, he's the coolest son of a bitch there is, period. And what was his <laughs> reasoning for wearing the pearls? His direct quote, because I'm a bad bitch. Yeah, Jock. <laughs> you, yes. You are, you are perfect. I love you, Jock. Don't ever be anything other than Jock Peterson. But, like, that's it. that team's had swag, but they don't really... You look at the Dodgers, I always still, even to this day, kind of look at the Dodgers being a little stuffy. So watching Doc out there, Dave Roberts the other day, saying just flat out, we're winning the World Series. Dude, that fired me up a little bit because you know Doc. I know Doc. Doc doesn't really go out raw-rawing that like that. So when he goes out and says, no, 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 we're winning the World Series, listen. I've known Dave Roberts a long time, and I've never known Dave Roberts to be a liar. The Dodgers are winning. (laughs) You are right. It's just, it's just one of those things. Well, here's the thing. So we just went over our contenders. Here's the real question. Who are the pretenders in Major League mm. Baseball? And this is so a, this is gonna get a little, this might get a little dicey. What, 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 what sort of pretenders are we talking about, bro? You know what I'm saying? Are we talking about a team that we think is going to be really, really good to start the season and they're going to end up horrible? I don't think any team's going to, any of these teams are going to end up horrible. I just think they are not. I think they're teams that are on paper that are, should win, but in actuality, just are not going to be able to compete with other teams. I'm going to put one team right out the gate that might surprise you because this team is my number five, and this team is going to win their division by 20 games, and they're going to be, in my opinion, an absolute victim of their own dominance in their terrible division, and that is going to be the Milwaukee Brew. Whoa, the Brew Crew, bro, with those starting pitchers? They got those starting pitchers. I think their offense has aged out a little too much, and I still don't know what we got with Christian Yelich anymore. 100%, At the I end agree. of the day, this team has to go and face the Dodgers, possibly the Giants. They're going to have to possibly play the Phillies, who look like a murderer's row right now. Hey, if the Mets are held healthy yeah oh I haven't even brought up the Braves I just I look at those teams and then I look at the Brewers and the Brewers are going to win 95 games but it's not because they're so great it's because look at the AL set the NL Central it is to call it a a major league division would be a little generous it is (laughs) not looking good Pittsburgh is practically Altoona and and (laughs) I mean, I don't even know what Cincinnati's doing anymore. I forget they're even in baseball at this point. It's a three-team division, and I don't expect much out of the Cubs or the Cardinals. So I think they're going to run away with it. But again, when they get to October, I just feel like they're going to be a victim of their own dominance. Sure, because they're going to clean up that division, and they're going to seal it really early in September, I'm assuming. Or Mm -hmm. at least that's what I think a lot of people will. And that's good and bad, right? You get the chance to rest your guys up. But at the end of the day, 
you know, you 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 would rather be playing in the AL East, uh, almost to say in college football terms, the SEC, right? Because you're battle tested. You've played against the best. You know you can compete against the best. The Milwaukee Brewers, in a sense, they might not be able to feel that because they didn't necessarily play the best 18 times a year. They did maybe they had a three game set at home and a three game set on the road. So you're right, man. But uh, but I'm telling you what, that starting pitching and just that overall pitching in general. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm so happy I'm not hitting against those guys because those guys are absolutely filthy, bro. Yeah. Disgusting. My number four oh. is going to hurts me a little bit, by the way. You got one for me? Yeah, I do. I do. Let's I do. I, I, was, I was just thinking about this and only because they've just recently made huge headlines with the signing uh, of one of our superstars in the game. Uh, and that's Carlos Correa. Uh, I think the Minnesota Twins. On my uh, And listen, I mean, when, when you look at that squad uh, in the uh, in the AL Central, uh, you know, I mean, other than the White Sox, I mean, the Twins are right there, right? I mean, you know, they're a team that li- literally, uh, you know, can go to the playoffs, but at the end of the day, haven't been able to get over that hump. So, I mean, literally, I mean, I don't know what you think about the Minnesota Twins, but listen, I think on paper, especially signing Correa, they thought that would really just boost them and jump them in the right direction. But I don't think it's going to pan out the way everybody in Minnesota thinks. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I love the moves they made. I really do. Extending Buxton, bringing in Correa, a couple of the really nice moves in a division that, you know, obviously the White Sox are far and away the best team in that division, but with an added playoff team and the rest of that division kind of up for grabs, you know, the Tigers got better. Um, but I don't think we're expecting, you know, much more than, you know, maybe 10 games over 500 for the Tigers if, if they're lucky. But it's going to be a good year for Detroit getting better. The Royals have gotten better. However, Cleveland looks like they've gone the opposite direction. Yeah, so, gone, in the, gone the, the other direction for sure. Yeah, so it just seems like this division may not be up for grabs, but the Twins are a team that looks like they should compete. But I agree with you. They are on my list. I think the Correa signing was a nice lightning rod for one day, and then everyone started looking at the team a little more going, eh, but is that exactly. enough? It was awesome, but... You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, here's and this is I apologize to anyone who's offended by this. Actually, I don't apologize. I hope you're offended by this. It gave me a rod Texas Rangers vibes. Sure. Sure. It, it, it was interesting to see the whole Correa situation, bro. Something had to have happened in Houston for him not to resign there. Yeah. Right. I mean, listen, after everything that they've gone through. Right. I mean, he was he, he was their first round draft pick. You know, they won a World Series. They went through the cheating scandal, the whole thing. You would like to think that that team would have bonded together. But now all of a sudden you take your, you know, your 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 uh, your glory child away. There's a reason why that stuff happens. It's like just a reason why Bruce Arians retired last week. Like there's something that happened behind closed doors that we don't know about. And so for me, anytime you have a superstar that's in one place for a long, long time and he goes somewhere else. Something had to have happened to make that move. So I think for me, man, I think that maybe there's a bad taste in his mouth in Houston. And even another pretender that we could talk about that I think this, you know, is the Houston Astros. They're on my list. They're number one. (laughs) Right? Right? I'm telling you, bro. I'm right there with you. Like, you look at the squad on paper, and you're like, wow, these guys are so great. But when you start chipping away pieces a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh, you're just, I, I'm not quite sure the Houston Astros is going to be able to pull it off this year. You know what? You know why the Astros are so high on my list? And it's not entirely on the Astros because on paper, yeah, they still got a pretty good team, good starting rotation. I know there's a question mark on, you know, Verlander. He's, uh, his age is up there and he's just coming off a of Tommy John surgery, but it's not about as much as the Astros being pretenders as much 
I think the Seattle Mariners are real this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, look at all the moves that they've made, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this has been in the works for years now, and they are just waiting to strike while the iron is hot, and this offseason was when that iron was hot. Yeah, and I don't also think I also think in the AL West, a division that we criminally don't talk about enough, I will say I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the Angels are going to compete this year as well. They went out and made some nice little moves and they got a lot of returning stars. I mean, let's not forget they have Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, and as much as we don't want to mention him in that pack, too, they still got Jay up. Jay no up. No doubt, right? He's, he's just been kind of just marinating over there, bro, waiting for a breakout year. Yeah, so I'd watch out for the Angels as well. Uh, they're not on my contender or pretender list, but they're a team I definitely think you need to watch totally. out for. And team by the way, I really if you just if you just recently just saw you know Major League uh, MLB's um, one through a hundred right top hundred players, the number one and number two players in the game play for the Angels. It's crazy, crazy, and absolutely, and it, it's amazing bro. that this team has not been in the playoffs in what eleven years. And it's so funny because Joe Madden is the man. Bro, he is the king of culture. He is the guy that can can pull you together with the best of them. But somehow something's happening over there where they're just not able to get over that hump. I got two more pretenders, and they're, they might shock you. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. This one hurts me a little bit because I want this team to win more than anybody else. The San Diego Padres, until they prove me otherwise, are pretenders. I can't help it, man. This team on paper should not only do well – they should honestly give the Dodgers one hell of a run for their money with that starting staff. You got Blake Snell. Uh, if he could pitch the way he did uh, in either Tampa or even from August on last season, if you can keep you Darvish healthy on that mound, mm-hmm. pitching like even you. Even just a little bit, a little bit from Snell, a little bit from Clevenger. You know what I'm saying? Clevenger back. If he's healthy, if he can do it, not to mention Joe Musgrove, in my opinion, is the best starting pitcher in that staff. And he's currently slated, I think, to be the number three. Yeah, um, I think he's the number three guy. Yes. Yeah. And, and you look at the rest of that bullpen they got some arms they're not bad and obviously offensively they're great but now you got Tatis Jr. starting the season hurt yeah they made that trade for Luke Voigt but at the end of the day I don't believe in this team until they show me they can do it you mentioned the Dodgers winning the World Series in that um, 60 game season as of right now that's the only playoff season I've seen from the Padres and I need to see something more, and I want to see something more. I want to see brown and yellow in the playoffs, man. Obviously, bro. Who who doesn't love those jerseys, bro? Could be either that or the, the St. Louis Cardinals with those baby blue jerseys, bro. Just Two of the best unis in the game right now, but I couldn't oh. agree with you more. I think it has been a little disappointing, at least for myself. Um, I, I don't know what's happening with Tatis Jr., bro. I don't know how he keeps getting banged up. You know, he's such a young guy. You know, you, you want your young players to be out on the field playing. So when you lose somebody like that in your locker room and on the field, that takes a toll on your squad for sure. I mean, that is one of the most electric players we have to give in our game and not having him out there for the however long they say a month, two, three months of the season, that's not going to be good for them because they, you know, you jump out of the gates, you know, five and 10. Oh, bro. I mean, you're going to be playing catch up the whole rest of the season. Yeah, and I'm I am concerned about his injuries because it, it it's not just this freak injury of a of a motorcycle accident of which he said which crash are you talking about? Um, so Jeez, hopefully, by the way, like how, how are you riding on a motorcycle right now, bro? I have how, how no are you doing I, that? You just got how many millions of dollars? How are you doing that right now? Insane. It's not like he doesn't have some savvy. His dad was a big leaguer, man. No I doubt. mean, 
you had to be around this. You got to know not to do that. But on top of that, forget about the freak injury. He gets hurt every single season. He has he had a single. I don't think he's had a single season where he hasn't missed at least a month. And that's concerning for a guy that's what twenty two years old. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. that, that long, lanky shortstop action, bro. Like, you know, he's so athletic and he's so God blessed with talent. But you got to stay on the field, man. You, you you can't make the club in the tub. And so for, you know, for the Padres, it's like it's it's such a bad thing because, like you're saying, you have all this talent. Listen, you still have Eric Hosmer over there, bro. I mean, he signed for what? A buck 44, I think. Yep. So at the end of the day, it's like you've got so many talented names over there that you know can, you know, can impact the baseball. They can pitch. They can play defense. It's all about just pulling it all together. But being able to bring Bob Melvin over there, brother, I think is going to be a huge factor, I think. I made a prediction on my other show, the uh, BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe whenever you get a chance. I will say this, though. I think Bob Melvin alone is worth seven wins over last year. Bro, he is one of the coolest cats on the planet, dude. Love it. He knows exactly what he's doing. Listen, he was so successful in Oakland when Oakland spent absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. and did not help him at all down the stretch. So to be able to go to an organization like the San Diego Padres, to be the guy and to take everything that you know and take it over there. I I mean, listen, I I don't think that they're going to win the World Series. I don't necessarily think they're going to go to the playoffs. But Bob Melvin, it will be a different franchise since he shows up than they had before, for sure. And, and keep in mind, the Padres might just run into the same thing that a t- couple of teams in the AL East might run into because the NL West is loaded, dude. I mean, yeah. w- w- the team that we're not that no one talks about at all, and I think it's criminal, is the San Francisco Giants. You know, they weren't even on my top five contenders list. This is the team had the most wins in Major League Baseball last year over the Los Angeles Dodgers. This team's obviously going to be a, a, towards the top of that division. The Rockies got better. I don't expect them to be anything more than the bottom of the barrel of that division, but they did sure. get better. But, but but we'll be competitive, right? Yeah. You know, by the way, a guy over there, I know everybody's talking about Chris Bryant, but dude, CJ Crone is going to hit another 40. Still mashing, bro. Still mashing. Just got one of the most under the radar guys in Major League Baseball. I got one last pretender and it's, oh man, it, it not only does it hurt me, it's about to break our producer Dylan's heart. Guys, the New York Mets. No, no. Why am I saying it? On paper, are they unbelievable? Yes. On paper, do they have a, a, a borderline magical starting uh, rotation? Yes, although they just lost Jacob DeGrom for at least a month, possibly two, maybe even longer. And now there's rumors of Scherzer being scratched from today's spring training start with some hamstring issues. This is why they are number one pretender for me. At the end of the day, they are the New York Mets. Death, (laughs) taxes, and everything goes wrong in Queens in August. And it's just what I'm used to. And until I see otherwise, the biggest pretenders are the New York Mets. I'm sorry, Dylan. It hurts me to say it, but it's the fact. (laughs) Listen, all your points are extremely valid. There's no doubt about that. You know, listen, when they brought Scherzer over there, I was thinking to myself exactly what you were thinking. Could you imagine going into a series facing Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer? I'm just trying to make contact that series, right? Like, I'm not trying to get any hits. I'm just trying not to embarrass myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, guys, I came up in the same time as Jacob DeGrom. So, we went through the minors together. I played against him a little bit, and specifically AAA when he was in Vegas. I think I was in Tucson or I was in El Paso or something. Jacob DeGrom was so good at that point 
I, I don't know what to tell you. The guy was sitting 95 plus and just crushing guys. But here's the thing. That was the old Jacob. I dare I say that was the bad Jacob deGrom. The <laughs> Jacob deGrom that's healthy now is not human. Like, oh, I, I, you barely survive him back when he was sitting 95. I, I can't even imagine what it's like to face him now when he's sitting 99 to 102 with just, I mean, he's unreal last year he was pushing the boundaries of what a physical pitcher can do a hundred percent and not only that he's not only throwing a hundred miles an hour which hey listen a lot of guys are doing that now but at the end of the day with movement with movement a hundred miles an hour with movement yeah, bro that's like a whole nother planet you've only got 60 feet six inches to make that thing move and for some reason i don't know whether it's his Maybe it's finger strength, dexterity in his fingers, overall, whatever. But the fact that you're able to apply that much spin rate on a baseball is absolutely impressive. Amazing. He's just on another level. It's just, I've never seen anything like it. So much so that he was so good for two months of the season last year that all the way to August, he was still in the MVP conversation. Like, that's how good he was. And I was sitting there. The guy's out for the year. He hasn't pitched in two months, and he's still in the top three for MVP. That's how good this guy is. Yeah, oh, and but you know, and I feel so bad for Mets fans because I want this team to win uh, I, so badly. And they, on paper, they got the owner to do it. Obviously, the owner himself, a huge Mets fan himself. I, I listen. It, it, everything on paper is there, except for whatever, whatever shaman put a curse on them 50 years <laughs> Somebody ago did something bro Somebody yeah. did something. someone did it and i don't know who it was and my favorite wellness check there uh there's a radio personality name uh well a show called carton and roberts uh in new york uh evan roberts might be the biggest mets fan in the world and he has sounded um sad lately so that's my wellness check whenever i hear him <laughs> sad i know things are not okay with in in queens um, got to got to get a separate question for you. Let's switch things up a little bit. Get away from teams. Let's talk about individual players just briefly. Who are some Cy Young contenders this season that kind of excites you? I mean, bro. I mean, I, I think I would be an absolute moron if I didn't say Shohei Otani. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, just to be able to see what he did last year. Now, you know, winning the MVP. Now I'm interested to see if he's going to be able to win an MVP and a Cy Young. Could you imagine if something like that happened? Oh. It's and it's possible. Like, here's the thing. I, I've always been really big and I know this is like kind of dumb, but I've always been very anti pitchers getting Cy Youngs, except for last year. Of course, Shohei Otani is obviously a different thing. But like when Kershaw won the MVP, I'm like, yeah. Mm. I, yeah, I just well, can't I think justify did the same thing. I was yeah, thinking I just, the same thing. I have a problem justifying a player playing once a week, getting the most valuable player award. Um, however, Shohei Otani should have his own award. Uh, in fact, they should rename the Cy Young Award to the yes, Shohei Otani Award. Like, it's just unbelievable what this guy could do. Uh, you know who's at the top of my list of who I'm looking out for this year? And uh, it's because last year, and there's a little selfishness to this. Um, it's one, I've known him since he was young. Two, last year when the sticky stuff, quote unquote, uh, scandals began, this guy became the mascot for it and i gotta say i can't stress this enough unjustly it was not garrett cole's scandal yet everyone insisted in making it garrett cole's scandal i'm mm -hmm. looking forward to garrett cole this year with the new york yankees i want this guy to dominate and shut 
everybody up. I think Garrett Cole is going to be this year's Cy Young Award winner. Oh, I, I tell you what, man, just to be able to be around him all spring training and to see how he goes about his work and his business and the way he, you know, uh, prepares for his starts and his knowledge of pitching, bro. It's unbelievable. If you want to learn something uh, about pitching, that's the guy you want to be sitting next to. It, it It is crazy to see how many of our young pitchers just kind of gravitate towards him because he's got so much knowledge and he's so willing to give that knowledge out. It's so useful, especially for us at the Yankees, man. Like it's so awesome having a guy like that because you know, he's going to take the ball every five days, you know, he's going to be prepared and you know, he's going to give everything he has every time he takes them out. So I could not agree with you more, bro. I mean, wow. I mean, from everything that happened last year, you're right with the sticky stuff. Definitely the numbers kind of dipped a little bit, but at the end of the day, listen, I think he knows what he has to do. I think he's you know, figured out what how he needs to get himself prepared for this season without having that sort of stuff. And I think he's going to be absolutely dominant this year, bro. And I can't wait to see him pitch. And, and those of you listening right now, I want you to know something about Garrett Cole. You know, you see Garrett Cole in his interviews and, you know, he's, he almost seems, you know, reserved and calm and collect. Garrett Cole came to UCLA as a freshman. I was a senior. This is why I will love Garrett Cole for the rest of my life. This kid comes in he, at the time. You, what you see on TV when he's giving his call, he was he was brash. He was cocky when he came into UCLA. And at first it rubbed me the wrong way until our first full conversation, because it was on August 14th, 2008, when he got drafted by the Yankees in the first round. And we knew he was being offered four million dollars. That this was the first year they made that rule that you had to sign by August 15th. So he's got 24 hours to make his decision to make $4 million. And I just went through my junior year, which was a down year. And I turned down 40 grand from the angels when I, was <laughs> when I was supposed to be a top five rounder out of UCLA. But I had such a bad junior year that the angels were like, Hey, we'll take in the 12th and give you 50 grand. I said, don't even bother. I'm going <laughs> don't to even bother. <laughs> don't even bother, dude. If I go over there and I go over four years, going to release me for that money. So I went ahead and I went ahead and went back my senior year and I'm, I'm borderline pissed off because my year was a disaster and I'm getting ready for my senior year. And no matter what, I know I'm not going to make any money. And Garrett Cole walks in 12 hours away from possibly making $4 million. And he kind of sitting there with his normal Garrett Cole, like kind of swag. He's like, Hey man, yeah. Cause you know, he's got a kind of a interesting high pitch voice. He's like, hey man, <laughs> Deck, do you think I'm going to be here tomorrow? And I looked at him like, you better not be. And he's like, why is that? I'm like, you're getting offered $4 million. I just turned down 50 grand, okay? If I got offered $4 million, I wouldn't be here. He's like, oh, it's all right, Dak. Don't worry. I'll just come here, you know, turn down the $4 million. I'll pitch here for three years. They'll sign first overall for $10 million. And I just looked at him for a second. I'm like, you, who is this little cocky son of a bitch? Exactly. Is? What is he saying to me? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm, I've been an All-American. I've led the nation in home. Like, who is this cocky little bastard? And guess what? He did exactly that. <laughs> he did it. He did it. <laughs> to a T. And then but here's the thing. I was so mad at him about that day. And then the next day when he showed up, I'm like, all right, this kid better be great. And then I saw his first bullpen. I'm like, I take back every thought I had. <laughs> greatest. <laughs> he was. He was that guy. He was that guy. And by the way, you're right. He does have an air about him and he does have a swag about him. But I think it's because he knows deep down inside what he's capable of doing. And I think even at an early age, like you're talking about at, on the campus of UCLA, bro. I mean, bro, we used to hit there all the time. I, I know what you're talking about. So for him to come out and to be exactly what he was, I, I, 
I can I can honestly even say that he's probably better than what you thought he was going to be. Oh yes, he is. He really is. And here's the thing: it, it, I know I made him sound arrogant. He's not arrogant. He just he truly is maybe the best one of the best pitchers. Not one of. He might be the best pitcher other than Jacob Degrom in the world, and yeah. he knows it. But it's not that he goes and flaunts it. He just knows it, and he's going to go out and do it. Yep. The yep. and I love percent, man. He he he's he, the way he trains, the way he prepares. It's so impressive to watch. And for someone like me, I can take you know all that stuff that I learned from him, and I teach all my young guys about this stuff because I'm like, yo, if you want to be where Garrett Cole is, this is what you have to do. Because I think there's a sense of these, you know, we got these young players that they want to do all these amazing things, right? They say they want to be this and they want to be an all star and you know, and they want to make the Hall of Fame and the whole nine, but I don't think they know quite the work that it takes to get there. And Garrett Cole is one of those guys that puts in that work, man. So being able to see him on it on an everyday basis has been so awesome. And I'm, you know, listen, from how everything ended last year in the wild card game, I know he's got a little bad taste in his mouth, and he's excited to get the season going, and we're excited for him to get the season going. As you should be. I'm excited to see it. One of the teams, obviously, I'm so excited to see this year, the Yankees. I want to see so much of that AL East. Just bottle it up and just shoot it directly into my veins. That's what I want this season, (laughs) all season long. By the way, a team we haven't even mentioned somehow, you and I, we haven't even mentioned the Rays today. (laughs) No. Well, by the way, I had them in my contender list. And, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, they know exactly what they need, right? Listen, they, you know, even for the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, they're talking about how they're trying to make all these new thresholds that teams have to spend this much money. The Rays are thinking to themselves, we don't need to spend that money. We just, we compete each and every year for 90 to $100 million a year. Kevin Cash, AL, uh, AL Manager of the Year. You, you just signed Wander Franco to this humongous deal. It reminds me of when Evan Longoria signed that huge deal with the Rays. Yes. There's usually one or two guys that get a little bit of money from the Rays, and the rest are role guys, guys that they know come in and do exactly what they need to do. Listen, the Rays know who they are, and that is the most impressive thing about them to me. I've said this for years. If you get if any if you're a, a fan of any team, let's just let's say you're a huge Padre fan and you trade with the Rays. Look at that trade four more times and just understand on paper, it probably looked like the Padres won out. You didn't. The Rays, you know, didn't. The Rays know more than all of us. They know anytime I see something on paper, I'm like, why did the Rays do that? I got to look at this for the next five hours because there's something they know that I do not know and I need to figure it out because yeah, exactly. whatever I mean, this move just did secured their playoff spot for the next five years somehow. And <laughs> yes, just- I do. I'll never forget, you know, watching them in the playoffs might have been last year or the year before. And there was an image that they showed on the television of a clock. And it showed all the different arm angles that the Rays come at you with. Listen, there is a plethora of arm angles from over top to down low to sidearm, lefties, righties, guys that throw hard, guys that throw soft. I mean, they mix and match guys so well. But you got to give credit to their front office, bro. They know exactly who they are. And they know exactly the type of players that they need to go out and get. And they're not scared to go out and do that. And let's keep in mind, uh, keep in mind, this is not technically, this is not really a gambling show, but if you want to look into the Vegas odds, 15 to one on the Tampa Bay Rays. That's impressive, uh, bro. That that's is impressive. a real, yeah, that's a really nice flyer to take right now. If you, if I were you, I, I think that's a, a lovely number considering the fact that they have them evenly matched up with the Brewers. And I can't stress this enough. The Rays are better than the Brewers. <laughs> 
Um, but I, another question for you, and this is actually more of a question about kind of you as a player and you as your thought process, because we, we talked about the Cincinnati Reds earlier, briefly, just kind of touched on them. Yeah. And all the people they kind of shipped off. They still have Mike Moustakis. They still obviously have Joey Votto. But here's the question. With a player like Joey Votto, who's been a lifelong Red, you know, someone like you who's played, you know, you've played in a few places. I've played in a bunch of places, but I only have a, you know, a couple of cups of coffee in the big leagues. You've got the, you know, you were in the show for a decade. Do you think it would be great? Or do you think, you think Joey Votto just wants to stay in Cincy and call it a day? Or should hey, Joey Votto get an opportunity to go play somewhere else? I, I think his personality says he would like to be in Cincinnati. But us as baseball fans, we want to see him on a contender. Badly. We want to see him hitting with the bases loaded in the eighth or ninth inning with his team down by one. Like those are the situations we want to see Joey Votto in. We want to see Joey Votto getting that opportunity to hold that trophy over top of his head. Because at the end of the day, to be able to have, in my mind, you know, a, I mean, a, a Hall of Fame type career and to not be able to put him on a contending team, especially at the end of his career, in my mind, that would be a shame. You know, I think a lot of people always bring up, you know, Mike Trout never being in the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, I agree. It's terrible. But Joey Votto, man, this guy's a won MVPs. He's just been a stud. And he's what, made two playoff appearances. Like, that's just that's like criminal to me. You know, what's a team that I, I would love to see him on. I don't know why. I just see him in this uniform, see him competing for a World Series. Can you imagine a Joey Votto on the San Francisco Giants? Oh, bro. Listen, especially now with that DH coming out yes. to the National League. I mean, bro, listen, I know Brandon Belt's amazing, and they love him over there for sure. But Joey Votto, man, he can control the strike zone with the best of them. And not only that, brings that veteran leadership that someone like the San, you know, the San Francisco Giants could use, especially with losing Posey this last offseason. And not to mention Longoria getting hurt to start the year as well. Gotta have a gotta have veteran leaders in that locker room. Listen, at the end of the day, Cincinnati had a great season last year. I'm not quite sure it's gonna be as great this year. Obviously, losing Castellanos, the whole nine. But listen, I'm hoping, and you know, I know you're hoping too. We want to get Joey out of Cincy, bro. We want to get him on a contender, put him somewhere in a power division, and let him do his thing because that man can play anywhere. Uh now here's a kind of a cheating question. Last question of the day, brother. If you could pick one player, just one player that you are most excited to watch this season, who is it? It'd be hard for me not to say number 99, number 99 in your programs, number one in your hearts, bro. Aaron Judge. The guy is absolutely fantastic. And not only that, listen, he's been, you know, dealing with the contract talks and the whole nine, hasn't quite received a long-term deal that I that he's been waiting to see. He's been the leader of the Yankees. He's all over the world. He's probably one of the more recognizable athletes in the game now. But at the end of the day, he's one of the guys that I would pay millions of dollars to watch play because the way he goes about his business, just like Garrett Cole. When one of your best players is your hardest worker on your team, it's the easiest thing going because everybody follows a guy like that. I mean, listen, I spent half my day looking up, talking to people like Giancarlo and Joey Gallo and Judge and the whole night. I mean, these guys are absolute monsters. So for myself, you know, I mean, listen, just for the overall fact that he's one of the few guys that can hit a baseball 800 feet. He's one of the guys that I would like to see. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit. There's one trade that we just made 
and that's Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. And the way that he's been in the locker room has been absolutely amazing. I think he is going to be re-energized going to the Bronx. I think the fans will welcome him in with open arms, and he will be one of those guys that could get back to that MVP form. You heard it here oh, first. Wow. I'm telling you, the way I've seen him work and the way he's been in the locker room and the love that he is going to receive for his blue-collar hard work and work ethic, I'm telling you what, baby, I think he is going to be amazing for the for the boys in the Bronx and the Bombers. Listen, I've seen him lead off. I've seen him hit four. I've seen him hit three. I've seen him hit five. You could put him anywhere in the lineup. He's one of the more intense workers I've ever been around. And for somebody who's been in the game as long as he has, there's a reason he's got those awards that he does. And I can't wait for him to finally play on our team. I love it. I absolutely love the picks. Solid picks. I got one for you, too. One that is a guy, in my opinion, probably top three offensive players in Major League Baseball right now that I also don't think we talk about enough. Um, but, man, he kind of, I would say, had a down-ish year last year. Still played great. But I cannot wait to see what he does this year. Dude, in L.A., Mookie Betts. Oh, bro, no doubt. He's amazing. Guy. I just, everything he does, every little thing he does is just that much better than everyone else. And there's there's only like five guys in baseball that I've ever played with or against that I just go like, yeah, we're not playing the same sport. We're we, like, yeah, we're on pay, we're on the same field, but we're not playing the same game. That was Mookie, <laughs> no, yeah, no that was way. Mookie Betts, Trout, and Carlos Correa. Those were the three guys that I'm just like, I, this is not fair. We're, this shouldn't be allowed. You guys should, yeah. you guys are cheating somehow. Well, and just and your existence. That, 100%. But like, not only that, like even when you look at Mookie, he's not a monster guy. He doesn't have muscles all over the place. If he was walking down the street, you probably just, you wouldn't look twice at him. He's probably one of the most gifted and most athletically talented players we have in the game. I mean, oh, really? listen, we all know he's one of the best bowlers on the planet. But at the end of the day, I'm sure he can do anything. He can dunk. He can probably he's probably a scratch golfer. I mean, he's bowled, I don't know how many, 300 games. I mean, I'm sure the guy can do anything you needed him to do. If you needed him to be on the Olympic badminton team, I'm sure he would be an Olympian. So not only that, he probably the- he would lead your team to a gold medal somehow. <laughs> yes, he would. He would. And he's a quality human being and a good man. Yeah. And who doesn't root for individuals like that? Couldn't agree more, man. I'm, I'm, and by the way, I'm a big fan of good people, which is why I'm so thrilled that you, Nick Swisher, joined me today on Big Time Baseball and Odyssey Sports. I got to say, Swish, this is some of the most fun I've had doing this show. You are the man. How you I doing, was just going to say, cuz, like, man, this is the first time that you and I have razzle-dazzled together like this, bro. And I'm not going to lie, man. I mean, I'm sweating, bro. Like, I mean, I've got, like... I've got a lot of energy here, bro, and you and I, we match up great, man. I can't thank you enough for bringing me on today. Talk about the game that we both love, bro. We're going to have to do this again, man, for sure. Absolutely, Swish. Well, guys, thank you so much. Swish, where can people follow you on Twitter? You know, fun fact, Nick Swisher was one of the original Twitter uh, uh, personalities. You got it, bro. You know it, bro. At Nick Swisher on Twitter, at your boy Swish on Instagram. Listen, man, I mean bro like it's been an absolute blast today bro i love you bro i hope you're doing absolutely amazing man give some love to jen i hope you guys are killing it man keep being awesome my man hey brother they've been trying to kill me for years and they haven't done it yet you can follow no sir can't get you baby (laughs) you can follow me on twitter at decker six and on instagram anti-hero baseball most importantly stay up on the show next week we'll have john Heyman and tony Gwynn jr back with me here on big time baseball for odyssey sports until then be safe out there enjoy you some baseball all right that's it beat it
Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.